court. All right, ready? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Rohan Francis from QuestFit. Rohan is a certified personal trainer for the past 27 years. His specialities include nutrition, strength, kettlebells, and stress resiliency coaching, and he is an accomplished public speaker. He's married and has two young, two young daughters. Rohan, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Good to be on. Thank you for the invite. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to wish your daughter a happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, you know, she had a great time. Like the house was filled with, uh, you know, princesses yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was looking at it. I was like, you know, uh, I wonder what this would look like, you know, if I also had a boy thrown in the mix, you know, like if I had a boy and a girl, but it was just perfect. It was just a bunch of girls and they're all vibing and connecting nicely. So yeah, it was awesome. That's great. Uh, so what caught you into the fitness industry in the first place? Well, you know, um, I, uh, I started in the uh, health business back in 1993. And um, I was on the membership side of things. And, you know, I, I like people. It was awesome, you know, uh, having them come in and finding out what they wanted to do and, and showing them the price options and seeing them get started. But one of the things that I noticed was the conversation that happened between me and them in finding out what they wanted to do, me letting them know what the organization would do to help them, that wasn't really being delivered 100% once they got going. And, you know, I felt that, you know, now I was in a situation where my word wasn't being honored, right? I gave someone my word and it wasn't being honored. So I felt, you know, hey, you know, like if I switch to the training side of things, now we're going to get rid of that disconnect because what, what I say to someone that I'm going to give to them, I'll make sure 100% that um, I deliver it. And thus I got, you know, certified to train and uh, did that for a lot of years. And uh, you know, what I've been doing for about the past six years is more on the managing of trainers side. So your training knowledge is still very relevant and you know, you help, especially those younger trainers really develop their skills. Uh, but you know, you're able to kind of just be there more, uh, more than just the one-on-one -on -one with that client on the floor. So from 1993 till now, how have you seen the fitness industry transform? Oh, huge, huge. I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I think a very important thing that has happened is that the, the, the field has become more, uh, th th there's more education. And, and people can have the assurance that when they're working with someone, uh, more than likely that person is going to be a vetted, certified uh, professional that's part of a governing body that ensures that they've got the knowledge and skills to take someone through an effective uh, workout or give someone an effective, effective guidance about health and wellness where it's not going to be detrimental to that individual. Because, you know, we have to remember that fitness is still a very young industry, right? So my, my perception is that, and, you know, we're, we're in the similar age group. So, you know, my perception is that in, in the early 90s, you still had a decent amount of people that 
were individuals that were really into fitness. Maybe they were really great at sports or they love working out. So them training people really was about passing on the knowledge that they acquired in, 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 in applying fitness to themselves. But the overall science and understanding muscles and injuries and uh, all of that stuff really wasn't there. So I think the, 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 the industry growing in that way where now it's about people being, being governed by a governing body and having to have that certain degree of knowledge, I think it's important because it just leads to better safety for people first and foremost. Well, interesting that you say the word safety, especially coming, you know, the last couple of months have been very crazy to put it in a word. And we've, we've been seeing a lot of the industry, especially personal training industry, moving to a virtual training modality. Right. Do you see any benefits to virtual training for customer or trainer? Absolutely. Uh, for, for the customer, the, the, the value of it is it, it helps with time because, you know, be, having to get to a gym, the round trip to get there, get to the office or get back home, do your workout. That easily could be, you know, anywhere from about an hour and a half to maybe two hours and 15 minutes. Whereas if now you can just simply link in with someone virtually, that travel time is saved. And then equally important, uh, it's, it's cost effective, right? Because now that that trainer doesn't have the overhead of a space or that organization doesn't have the overhead of a space that that client is using, they can charge the client a smaller fee, which means that for the organization, they may have more business because more people can choose to be involved because of that much more reasonable fee. So from the client standpoint, there's a convenience, there's a benefit both in terms of time saved and equally important money saved. And then thirdly, it gives them an opportunity to have access to a global pool of trainers. And same thing for the organization. It gives the organization, uh, the benefits to the organization is that you have an opportunity to reach people globally and also perhaps have a greater number of people that will participate with you because you have the ability to offer them a much more reasonable rate than if they're actually physically coming into a spot. Mm -hmm. um, you noticed, uh, uh, I noticed uh, you, you, you made mention once to me about something about call, something that you called virtual on demand fitness. Right. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So, um, you know, people, th there are many different things that people want to tap into, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the cycling stuff like you see with Peloton or, yoga or meditation. So anything to do with health and fitness, it, it's, it's a growing trend where people can simply just plug in and you can access experts uh, uh, in different areas from around the world, you know, which, which is awesome. And I think that people like that variety. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's great. And I think you, you'll see that, you know, expand to a certain point. But you know, it, it's, I, I think, you know, the wonderful thing about technology is it has its benefits but i also like those people that 
are kind of like the crossing guards, right? That, that, that might be stepping out into the middle of the road and saying, hey guys, wait a second, right? You, you might have the ability to have on demand all these different things, but if you're just jumping from place to place, you know, from thing to thing, and never allow yourself to focus on one particular thing, then your body doesn't have a chance to see the benefits, right? And, and just period, and your, and your health doesn't really improve. So I, I think, you know, what, what we will also see is always, I, I, I have faith that we'll always have that group of people that are there to help people navigate this realm of technology and virtual to say, okay, hey, how do I work this in a way that makes sense, that I'll actually have the focus that I need to stay on something long enough that... I'll, I'll get good at it. And then also, you know, just to, just to really have that human contact, you know, there, there's a value to that, right? So, you know, even though someone may, you know, someone might have a system set up for the week where they're like, hey, if I'm doing four workouts a week, you know, maybe three of my workouts are going to be virtual, whatever they are, right? Like I might do my yoga virtual, I do my spin class virtual, I do my meditation virtual, but my actual strength training, I'm actually going to go into a facility and interact with someone one-on-one -on -one because that still allows me to get that human touch. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to get amplified with a second wave though that's supposedly coming? <laughs> well, that's if we see a second wave, right? <laughs> There's a lot of debate about that. Um, you know, I, I think, I think, I think the industry, I think the industry will grow. And I mean, you know, for trainers that, are out there it, it, it's like cars with carburetors right there was a certain point where you know if you're still going to make cars with carburetors you're going to learn real fast that you're not going to sell any cars um so i i think you know people that are still looking at this one on this this model of like someone who can come and see me in a gym exclusively or i can go to their home or condo i i think that will still work to a certain extent, maybe for about another year, year and a half. But, you know, generally right now, there's just this tsunami that's happening where it, it everything is going virtual. So if you're going to be relevant, if you're going to have clients, you're going to have to tap into that space and find a way to make yourself stand out. So the answer is that, is it going to get higher? I, I think it will continue to grow to a certain point where, uh, It'll, it'll get to that point and then it, it'll, it'll, it'll level off. And hopefully that will kind of just go in conjunction with what's happening in our society where people see that, you know, things have opened up and they are able to go and do a bunch of the things that they used to do and nothing's happened to them. So, you know, for them to actually go into a physical space, uh, then, um, the, 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 then they can do that and be okay. So then brick and mortar gyms, uh, what do you see them uh, a year, six months from now? Well, uh, the brick and mortar gyms, um, they're, they're still, you know, they're still going to be around because like I was saying, I think you'll always have that segment of the population that are not as tech savvy. Uh, there are people that like that, you know, human interaction because you've been in the gym business for a long time, you know, like for some people, they, they, they go to the gym and, and yes, they are, they want to be healthy and fit, but 
there may be other things attached to that, right? The gym is sort of like their social fix for the week, right? So going to the gym, they get an opportunity to talk to the staff. There are certain members that are there all the time and they hang out and they chat. So it's more of a, a social thing as well. That's a big component. Uh, for some people, it might be their kind of angle to kind of dabble in the dating pool, right? You know, meet someone. So um, I think you'll always have people that, that are about that in-person thing. And, and the reality as well is that when you're doing things virtually, a lot of people simply are not going to be able to have the amount of equipment, the variety of equipment that you need to uh, make some of the major changes that you want in your fitness, right? So I think that there'll always be, uh, the brick and mortar gyms will always be relevant because of that, because of the amount of equipment that they have and the variety of equipment that they, 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 um, they have, but I think uh, the ones that will survive will be the ones that get into the on-demand world and into the virtual world as part of what they offer as well. Because those individuals now, instead of you know having to go online and say, hey, let me find an organization that can give me something on demand, or let me uh, find an individual that can give me something on, on demand, just in their neighborhood when they see the signs for these big brick and mortar uh, locations, Right. If they Google them or check them out and they see that on demand is offered, then they can say, OK, I recognize that brand. I have trust in that brand so I can tap into this format that they're also offering. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think that the brick and mortar gyms are going to go anywhere. I think they the, the ones that will go, I think um, I think the ones that will shut down are the ones that are refusing to change for the times. Uh, right. Basically it. Um, so you, how do you see this moving as, because you, you touched up on this, uh, that, uh, a lot of people use the gym as a, as a community. Right. So how do you see something like that being moved towards a, to, to, to keep that community? So we can have a, I think you called it a community driven fitness. Right. Um, well, you know, like, like one, one of the things is that, again, yeah, and, and we saw it like while we're going through this pandemic, right, you know, like all these different things that, you know, people would do, you know, one, one of the ones that I really enjoyed was uh, your favorite albums. That was great. And, and, and you know, pe people have been recently doing this, uh, this uh, push up test and the, this push up challenge and all of that. So I think one of the things that comes out of these various virtual formats is that it gives people an opportunity to connect in that space, right? So if it's something that's on demand, maybe it's about yoga or maybe it's about meditation, then you have these communities that stretch the globe that, you know, people can connect. And uh, I find, it, and people like that, right? Because I think as people, that is, I believe, part of our DNA. We want to connect with others. So now through technology, it, with you being able to connect with a wider range of people um, around different things, I think, you know, that that will grow. And, and also what's interesting is I think it, it'll be interesting to see how it kind of rolls out based on um, age demographics, right? So I wonder which group 
would be more likely to kind of tap into that a little bit more? Or is it people that are more like on the younger side of things? Or is it people that are more kind of like say 30 to 50 or, you know, people that are 50 and older, but yeah, this, this community driven fitness is just something that gives people an opportunity to connect around um, different aspects of fitness and often something that involves, you know, some type of challenge, right? So, you know, people can kind of celebrate their, you know, their wins as they pursue this particular thing. Mm -hmm. You and I both know how taxing being a trainer and managing trainers and managing people could really be in a gym setting. How do you stay motivated on days where you just want to quit? Mm, yeah, that, that, that's a good question. That's a good, that's a good question. Well, you, you know what, John, I, I think that, you know, one, one of the things that I love about what I do now uh, more so on the management side of things and, and helping people, um, you know, learn how to develop their business and work with clients and stuff like that is I think that, you know, our age, you know, I'm, I, I just turned 51 in July. Um, you know, the life experience that we get, you know, having gone through decades now, you know, in the industry, um, you know, teaches us stuff of how we can, can, can go about doing things. Right. So I think, you know, part of it is, you know, each, you know, I, I have a set of things that I use, to kind of relax myself. And one of them is, uh, you know, just really scheduling my downtime. So my personal time. So, uh, you know, in my calendar, when I plan my calendar for the week, I strategically put places in there where it's just time for me to do whatever I want, whether it's like reading a book, listening to some music, you know, watching some Netflix or Crave or whatever. And then also, you know, I really strive to establish uh, some relationships with two or three people that are just, you know, you know, the relationship is that we can just call each other anytime and talk about anything, you know, and it just kind of brings back to memory, like when we were younger, right? And, and, you know, we didn't have as much responsibilities, you could just call up your friends and just chat about whatever, say, hey, you want to do this, you want to do that. And I find just having that confidence that I can make that phone call. And it's not going to be someone's like, hey, can I call you back in a couple of days or whatever, you know, even if it's just just chat for five minutes or so. Uh, it, it gives me that vehicle to maybe talk about whatever is going on for me that's causing a little bit of stress or, you know, have that person just, you know, give me something, a little nugget that will pump me up and I represent the same thing to them. But yeah, I think that that's very, very important uh, for uh, people to do is to have that routine, you know, that you have that is part of your self-care. Mm -hmm because that, that's, that's the way you're going to be able to give your best to others as well. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's critical. Um, is this, uh, I know you told me before that you had your own business. Is this something that you picked up from owning your, your own business? Well, you, you know, you know what, John, I think it, it's, it's something more so that um, I've just picked up from, you know, the way my life has really progressed, right? You know, we're talking about my daughter that just turned four, um, you know, so and I have another daughter that's a little bit over five. So, you know, as, as the, um, as the, the, as, as children have been added to the mix and, and the demands on, on, on my time and my wife's time, um, you, you know, just, just out of necessity to keep one sanity, really, you know, we, we've had to kind of figure out, 
you know, things that we can put in place, uh, you know, so that we're going to be okay and that we can give our best um, uh, to others as well. And, you know, John, another, another thing that has really kind of come up for me over the past uh, six months uh, to a year as well is, is and, and I've heard quite a number of, of people in the personal development field say this, you know, I, I think, and, and I imagine lots of people have probably experienced this. There's a point in your career where because you, you want to help people and you like people, you, you make that attempt to help everybody, right? And I think it's just experience of seeing what happens with those people that really aren't really committed to the goals for themselves. And you see the energy and time that you put in and you don't really get the return, right? Whereas on the other hand, the same energy and time that you put into someone else that really wants to accomplish that goal and you see the return. So you start to realize that, you know, it's, it's never discarding anyone, but realizing that if you're going to give your best to the world and have the world benefit in the best way, you're going to have to figure out a way to streamline and manage who you give your time to and how much of that time you give to certain individuals, right? And for the people that are going to get less of your time, you know, maybe it's, you know, plugging them into someone that doesn't have as big of a workload as you do, right? And, and, you know, because, you know, I don't believe that everyone, anyone should ever be discarded and say, hey, someone could never change, right? Somebody can be going down a path that is not the ideal path for them for 10 years. And one day they just wake up and say, hey, you know what, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to change my life, right? So, you know, if there were all these people that, oh, you're never going to make it, you know, they're going to remember that, right? But they're also going to remember those people that, you know, still treated them well and say, hey, man, you know, you can do it, so on and so forth. And it's like this delicate dance, you know, where these people encourage them, but those people also did not allow themselves to get pulled into a situation where too much of their time and energy was just going to be sucked up by someone at that time that wasn't ready to be in a better place. And I think that's a very important, I feel for me and my personal growth, that is a very important recognition um, and it hasn't been an easy thing to accept, right? To just say like, Hey, you know what? There's some people that they may be awesome people. I sincerely want to help them so much, but I'm going to have to limit how much time I get, I give them or give them to someone else to deal with, because I can see from the actions that this person is taking that they're really, we're not vibrating on the same frequency right now. So how would you, how would you motivate somebody like that? Well, you, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, what, like, what, what I would do, John, is, is it's, it's sort of like, you know, uh, people uh, getting along, right? You know, we can be about all sorts of different things. But I think if people come to the table, you know, with a genuine interest in getting along and love for people, you can find something through conversation that you can connect with, right? So if you put six people in a room and they're all different, majorly different. Like I think if you converse, if, if everyone just kind of checks the ego at the door and whatever they're about, they check it at the door and say, look, you know what? What we're gonna do is we're committed to finding something, anything that all of us can connect around, right? So maybe we all love basketball, 
right? Or maybe we all, you know, uh, were in, had some type of uh, major traumatic experience when we were younger or whatever. And if you take that and have it be your launching pad, then it gives hope that growth can happen. So similarly then, if you find someone that is saying to you that they want something, but their actions are showing something different, I think what you do is you, you find some things that that person is committed to doing that is positive, right? That will get them, move them a little bit along and just let them do that. And, and you know, let it be about them, their progression at their pace instead of what you think, you know, they should do, right? And I think, you know, as people kind of have that success, you know, because maybe, you know, someone, and, and I think a great example is, let's say someone comes in and, you know, he's a really skinny guy, comes to the gym, right? And there's that old probably mentality where a lot of gym people are going to say, hey, man, so, you know, do you want to get big, right? And, and, and that's the whole conversation. And they didn't really take the time to find out from the guy that like, hey, man, like, listen, you know what? I know I'm a slimmer guy for fast metabolism. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm a cyclist. I just want to learn how to, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, work on my flexibility. You know, get my lower back strong. You know, uh, so I can be a better cyclist. I don't. I don't want to gain weight. But because they didn't really take time to find out what that person really wanted, and they're going on this narrative of just big, 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 big. You know, they, they, they really miss the boat, right? So it's all about finding the thing that the person's interested in and let them work on that. Now, from there, because maybe you were the first person to actually take the time and find out what the person wanted, instead of jumping to skinny guy, he must want to get big, right? When that guy gets to a point where he says, hey, you know what? Like, I love cycling, but, you know, maybe I'm not cycling competitively as much. You know, now I think I want to put on a little bit of size, right? He's going to go to that person that took that time to actually listen to him, right? And actually built a connection with him rather than just kind of turning them off because it was just the same old thing, you know, telling me what that they think I need rather than listening to what I want. Very, very, very powerful message there. Um, have you ever had, have you ever had a person where you said, you know what, enough is enough. I quit on this guy. I, I there's nothing that I can do with this. So was that, have I ever had a trainer that's quit on someone or the client quit on the process? No. Have you, have you ever experienced a situation where you're like, okay, nothing is getting through to this person. There's nothing more that I could do. I quit. Right. Right. Um, I've, I've never quit on somebody. And, and you know what, John, I think that um, I have a friend of mine that's very into this whole concept of energies and, and, and you know, sort of like, th this is how I kind of look at it, sort of like as people, right? We're all born and it's that whole thing about nature, nurture type of thing, right? So personally, I believe that the majority of who we are is about nurture, right? what we learn, the experiences that we have, that sort of stuff, right? So, you know, if you take like when we're born, here we are as this template. And then, you know, we get these things pumped into us and you're at these different energy levels, right? And then you're gonna, you know, if your parents get you into hockey, for example, probably a lot of your friends are gonna be 
guys, if you know, guys or girls that play hockey versus, you know, if your parents get you into martial arts, decent amount of your friends and are going to be people that like martial arts and, and whatever. So I feel that, you know, as a trainer that's committed to his art of helping people, making a difference in people and a person that genuinely uh, was raised to be a decent, good citizen. I, I'm thankful that I've never attracted uh, people that bring an energy that is extremely negative. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in a situation like, I mean, I've had situations where, for example, uh, you know, maybe someone in discussion about a membership to a facility, we just can't figure it out to come to something that makes them happy. And then, you know, the, 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 the thing on my part would say, just to say, listen, this is, this is what we can do. And, you know, if that works for you, then we can do business. But unfortunately, you know, if it doesn't, then, you know, we're going to have to part ways. Right. So, you know, I've had a few situations where it was like that. And, 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 you know, what I've always found is, is to really find a way to treat that person as well as possible and just let them know that it's okay that, you know, we, we, we can't find something that works and, and maybe that this is just not that the right environment, uh, you know, for, for, for this, maybe we're just not supposed to do something together at this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we've also talked about, we've talked a lot about a lot of different stuff. You and I, yeah, I love conversations with you, man. I know they're great. Um, but you, you actually tweaked something in me and that kind of like, really piqued my interest about the one-stop shop wellness facility. Right. Can you go into that a little bit more? Because that's really, really interesting. Right. Well, you know, John, I, again, when you look at our society, you know, um, you know, pe yeah, people are busy, right? And, and, you know, people were very busy pre-pandemic and, and now, you know, we've, we, we've been dealing with a pandemic and there's all of this uncertainty about you know what the future holds so you know everything that we've talked about it's interesting that uh it's going to be interesting to see how all of these things are affected by people dealing with this pandemic and and whatever is coming next right but however in a stable situation the value of a one-stop shop is really about just convenience right because again, busy people, like if you have a massage therapist that you have a lot of confidence in has done a great job for you, right? And then that facility also offers yoga, right? You're probably going to be more likely to say, hey, I'm going to go to this facility because it's right here. I can come, I can, you know, get my massage and I can go do my yoga, right? And I, and I, I, I have confidence that it's going to be the same quality right? And also I say, I, I save time because everything is in one place, right? So that, that's the benefit of that. And then also, I think as a collective where, you know, these different organizations can just naturally get referrals from the various businesses that are in the place, then you have an opportunity to offer potentially the customer a much better rate, right? Than if you're all out there trying to drum up, you know, customers, um, you know, individually, right? It's sort of like when somebody arrives and they see all of these services um, available to them, I think it's a lot easier to navigate through the various ones that they will want. Mm -hmm. 
So this is what you were talking, you're, you're talking about linking uh, coaches, business owners, authors, stuff like people like that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, you know, you'll see even like, uh, you know, my perception, some of the, some of the gurus of personal development, right. You know, the Tony Robbins and all of that. And um, some of the other guys, you know, Grant Cardone's right. They'll, they'll, they'll put on these conferences where, you know, they bring in all these other names of people that people know less Brown, that sort of stuff. Right. So instead of everyone trying to do their own thing, Hey, you know what, let's, let's just do a mega thing. And, you know, we'll bring, uh, you know, people in that may be very familiar with us individually, right? But now, because they're coming to see me, Grant Cardone, now they're going to be exposed to Les Brown, so on and so forth, right? Uh, and and maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to Les Brown faster, and Les Brown wouldn't have been able to reach them if he didn't join forces. So yeah, so it's a benefit, you know, for the coaches because they have access to a larger number of people that are probably going to be more open to using their services. And it's a benefit to the customer because if the business that they're using is connected with all these other businesses and they have trust in the business that they use all the time, I think they're going to go into the relationship with the other parties with more of an open mind and, and, and an ease that like, okay, this should be an okay relationship to get into. That's that. This is where that community falls into place, right? That those yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I really love it. I really love that idea. Absolutely. And um, again, you know, it's 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 all about you know, it's all about helping the individual, right? And 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 getting people to a place where you know they're gonna, you know, one, you know, make the time to be to take care of their health. And I find that as I've gotten older, that's kind of the way you know, I'll word it, you know, is to take care of your health because, you know, what is health, right? I think health is about uh, the, the investment of time and energy to do something that is going to make you better in some way, right? And that better could just be um, just managing your stress, calming you down. So, you know, you might have somebody that needs to lose 30 pounds, but where they are in their life right now, you know, what they, the path that, that, that is very relevant to them is to find something that, you know, once a day or twice a day is going to just bring them to a place of Zen and calm, right? So they can make it through their day or wrap up their day effectively. And by doing that successfully over a period of time and experiencing the benefits, it now puts them in a place where they can address, okay, well, Hey, you know what? I'm only really eating twice a day and what I'm eating is not that great. So, you know, I, I, this is something now that I need to, to, to look at. And I think John, you'll probably agree with me that I think that's something that experience uh, brings as, as we get older and we see it, right? Because, you know, how many people really after they hit 30, when you kind of, throw away all of the whatever we see on TV and all of that. Like how many people really consistently are physically active, you know, uh, you know, eating consistently well, um, you know, taking care of their flexibility, all of that. Right. I think, I think it's a lot less people than the ones that kind of go through this seesaw of, you know, they're on it for six months and then they're off of it for eight months and they're on it for two months. Right. So I think part of the opportunity that uh, is available uh, for, uh, you know, fitness experts like us 
you know, in our 40s and 50s, uh, is that, you know, through life experience and seeing this over and over again, then you start saying, well, wait a second, you know, th this pinnacle of like, hey, we're going to go in and we're going to grind and we're going to CrossFit and we're going to Peloton and we're going to whatever. That, that in a lot of ways is something that you see more so in people that are like 35 and younger. And that's awesome. That's an important stage of life. But you have this massive group of people you know, that are older than that, right? You know, dealing with commuting to work, putting in the nine hour day, uh, you know, dealing with kids, aging parents, that sort of stuff. And these people, they're at a point where it's very important that they take care of their health and fitness and they want to. But I think in a lot of ways, there hasn't been enough and it's changing information for these people to say, hey, you know, this is how you go about it you know, for someone that's in your age category and dealing with the things that you're dealing with, right? Because obviously, you know, having two or three kids, you know, aging parents that may be in a nursing home or whatever, um, you know, you know, someone that you're in your career uh, and, and, and dealing with that, that commute and stuff like that. It's much different than when we were 24 and, you know, just trying to figure out, well, you know, what direction do we really want to go in, right? Would you agree with that? At 24, I was more worried about what, what club am I going to go party at? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. And, and that's great. That, that, that's an important part of life, right? It's a very important part of life, right? Yeah. You look back now and say, hey, man, you know, at least we had that stage, right? Exactly. Uh, what was the most impactful moment in your life? What's been the most important, impactful moment in my life? Um, I feel having, I, I have having my kids, having my kids. And, um, the most impactful moment has actually been, you know, like say the last year really. And, and the reason being is that, you know, at, at four and a little bit over five, they, they've kind of left that stage of, you know, uh, the diapers and the stroller and all of that. And their, their comprehension is growing. Right. I came across something uh, the other day that said uh, th there's a there's a theory out there that who we are as people in terms of how we view ourselves. Right. In spite of whatever we achieve uh, scholastically, financially, whatever in life. Right. Who we, how we really view ourselves that is established between the age of five to 12 years old. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and I do believe that there's truth to that. And I think if you average it out, I would say, say about age 10, right? And I see from, you know, having kids, how, you know, just who they are, right? You know, their desire to play and, you know, they're going to be messy and they're going to do this and that. And then you need to, you know, make sure they're learning and all of that. And, and just, so, so there's a massive demand on parents' time, right? So how you deal with that, I think, plays such an important role in the development of people, right? And we all went through that, right? So for example, you know, I, I think many of us, I'm, I, I'm Jamaican background, and you know, many of us growing up, we had a healthy fear of our parents, right? Because it was simply like, don't do that, and if you do it, 
here's what's gonna happen, right? Like, you know, you're 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 getting the strap, man. And and you know, you look back that now and you're kind of like, oh man, so some of them, some of them, some of those you know, some of those uh, you know, straps that I got, you know, beatings that I got, man, that that was kind of rough, right? Um, and by no means do I advocate that now. And I really think that, you know, uh, society has grown to a point where they we realize that you can come to the same uh, result of making a point and getting an inheritance to something uh, through consequences and stuff like that. But I'll find myself sometimes with my daughters trying to figure out what is a consequence that's going to work. Right. And, I, and I'm just, and I'm just like, man, you know, that old way was just a lot easier. Like, it's like, Hey, don't do that. Otherwise you're getting a beaten and it's final. Right. However, you know, when I, when I look at these little souls, right, I, I just see how important it is to just really find a way you're never going to coddle kids and, you know, they got to fall in their faces, but just really to create an environment of love and care and, you know, being available uh, for them. I don't believe that anyone is going to be a perfect parent, but, you know, I think as people go through that, you know, hopefully there's something that gets ignited in people where they say, Hey, you know what? Like I'm going to do the best I can, uh, you know, to be uh, a way, you know, to my children that <clears throat> if society was going to grade me, um, and saying, was this decent? Was this something that, uh, that, that created an environment that was healthy for the growth of a human being? Um, then the answer would be yes. And, and, you know, I just find that like when you're busy um, and when you've got the demands and pressures coming from, you know, clients and so on and so forth, and, you know, your partner's in a robot copy of you. So, you know, you guys might have some things you're not seeing eye to eye. Sometimes, you know, these little creatures, you know, it, it's hard to, to, to recognize that, okay, well, you know what, I'm not going to raise my voice or it's, it's important for me to, to make the time, uh, you know, a certain amount of time for them or to even say that I'm sorry, you know, for those times when you maybe raised your voice or something like that, right? So, yeah, so that's been the most monumental thing for me because as a father, um, you know, I want to be the best I can, you know, uh, for my kids so that they can, um, you know, go out there and be uh, decent little, decent human beings in society. Cool, very cool. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Yourself and well, your business? Yeah, well, you know, I'm really excited, uh, John, about, you know, this stage, uh, this next stage of my life. Um, you know, I think with, I've been in the fitness business um, since I was like 23. So what is that like about, uh, about 27 years or something like that? Um, so, you know, I see myself, you know, uh, writing at least a book or two, you know, having, uh, you know, a global reach where, you know, information is being, uh, you know, put out there for people that will help them in many different ways, you know, nutrition, you know, overall, you know, strength training, cardio, whatever aspects of fitness, and just really being a part of a collective of people, right? Like, you know, that's why, you know, when you gave me an invite to, to be on this, I, you know, I was honored and, and, and glad to do it because, you know, uh, you're awesome at what you want, what, what you do. And, you know, I, I'm absolutely committed to helping you expand your platform and, uh, you know, tapping into you, you into my network so you can help them in whatever way. Um, because again, at the end of it, you know, I think, you, you know, 
the you, you know the world is always it's sort of like yin and yang right so you know you, you're always going to have positive and negative and 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 for me i believe there'll always be more positive so i think there are always there are all there've always been people that are pushing for the betterment of people in some way right we don't want to see you know people working all these long hours right we don't want to see kids you know being put in the workforce at too young of an age. You know, women should have the right to vote. Uh, uh, you know, racial injustice, you know, barriers need to come down in, in this area. And I really believe that, you know, all of the things that you saw in those areas, it's because those people that were on the positive side of things said, well, look, you know what? This is something that's needed for the betterment of humanity. Right. Yes, people need to work to make money to provide for their families. But if they're working in an environment where there's toxins in the air and people are dying, right, because the workplace is not making sure that the environment is safe, this is wrong. Right. So, you know, um, I, I'm really excited about, you know, you know, being a part of a collective where we can reach people, you know, in a greater way. Right. And really inspire people, you know, to become the best version of themselves. And what I was talking about with all these changes by someone standing up and fighting, you know, for better safety in workplaces, you know, for there to be age limits on people that were in the workforce and all of that stuff, it allowed people to have better lives. And if people are having better lives, you know what, they're going to be better for their children. They're going to be better people, you know, contributing taxes to society that pays for everything. So yeah, super excited about making this bigger, reaching a greater audience, audience, seeing people improve uh, their health and wellness. And, and just when we say wellness, life overall, right? Whether it's, you know, their interaction with their kids, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, th their marriages, you know, their friendships, you know, wh whatever it is. Uh, that's amazing. Um, you actually touched up on a couple of uh, points that I wanted you to talk about with my next question. Like this, the whole reason why I did this podcast, it's because I know there's so many people out there suffering from depression mm -hmm. that are feeling that they're not part of a community. They're, they're alone. And now with this entire lockdown going on, that number has multiplied by at least 10. Mm -hmm. So what would you, what would be the one thing that you could tell them in order to keep their hopes up, that there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, uh, you know, awesome question, John. And you, you know what? <clears throat> One thing that I, I have a friend of mine, unfortunately, um, that, you know, that passed away a bunch of years ago. And one thing I'll always remember about this guy was that he was so open about where he was at. You know, like if he, if he, um, you know, didn't have any, you know, much money to do what he wanted to do. He'd be like, Hey, you know what? I just don't have any money right now. Right. And, you know, he was a guy that was at a place where some people might look at it for him to say that, right. Wouldn't really match up with his image and all of that, but he didn't care about that. He was, if you know, you were his buddy and you were in a circle, right. He was just going to be honest with you. So what I would say is one, um, and I remind myself of this always that, you know, if someone is going to judge me, for being open and honest about where I am, that's probably someone that I don't need in my life anyways, right? So step one, I would say, you know what? Just know that it's okay to reach out and let someone know how you're feeling, 
right? That, hey, you know, uh, you know, can we chat, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes or however long, you know, you, you need to chat. So just reaching out for that person that might be dealing with some mental illness or depression or whatever, just reach out to someone, right? And then secondly, um, you know, uh, each of us, you know, and, and I heard uh, it was an athlete, I can't remember who it was that mentioned this. It's just like, just reaching out to your friends. So, you know, maybe just like sort of like a general rule of thumb that someone can use is like, hey, you know, every week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to two people that I haven't spoken to for a while, right? And just, you know, quick text, hey, how you doing? Hope everything is okay. You know, if you want to have a quick chat, I'm available for you. Give me a shout, right? And, you know, we never know what that text can mean because, you know, just someone saying like, hey, I'm available. And um, I actually have a friend of mine that, um, you know, I've been that to him, this, 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 uh, going through all of this, right? Like he was dealing with some major workplace stresses and, um, you know, lost his mom and dad in a very short period of time, a bunch of years ago. Um, and he's all alone. And, uh, you know, he, he actually verbalized that to me on, um, I think about three, four days ago, he goes, Ro, you know, you're one of those guys. I'm so thankful, man, for you, because it's, it's things like this, like us just getting together grabbing a coffee, um, you know, or just grabbing a bite to eat or sitting on a patio, having a beer. That's, that's helped me so much uh, to, um, you know, make it through this. So I think, you know, one, just letting people know that reaching out to people and maybe have a little system to it, you know, just one or two friends a week, quick text, quick phone call. And, and for people that may be going through some challenges, um, even us, just reach out to somebody and say, Hey man, you know, Wondering if we can just chat for a little bit, right? You know, I'm just feeling a little bit down. I'm feeling a little bit stressed, whatever. And the people that really love you, they'll make the time for you. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I have to admit, I have a confession to make. I actually dropped the ball with this guy. It's right. just, I've been last couple, last, what, 11 weeks. It's just this one giant snowstorm. I mean, right. So there you go. So, so you can follow that tip. You can follow that little tip of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send him a. I'm going to send him a text message the second we're done <laughs> just to touch base with him. Cause I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what, John, that, that, that's, that's just it, man. You know, cause again, you know, um, you know, you, you're old enough, man, that, and, and you're, you're a good guy. Right. And, and you realize that like, look, you know, I, I really believe that most people are good people. And if you can kind of just find the way to connect with people on a real level, on something that matters to them, you know, like all the fluff and all of that stuff is going to go away. And I mean, you know, you're always going to have some people that are just sour and, 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 and whatever, but you know, even with those people, I think if you kind of just, you know, avoid, just avoid the confrontation or just find you find a way to kind of just get out of it. I think over time when, when they find that, you know, people aren't, people aren't, 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 allowing themselves to get dragged into this negativity that they're bringing, you know, hopefully those people will look at themselves and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, maybe I need, maybe I need to go at this a little bit different just because I'm having a bad day. It doesn't mean that I should, you know, yell at the, <laughs> the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I usually end these, uh, these uh, conversations off with a couple, couple more questions sure. uh, that I ask everybody. So, if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself when you were 20 years old, what mm. would you tell yourself? <clears throat> I would say, Rohan, uh, you know, have fun, have fun. 
but don't spend as much money when you go out. Uh, you know, <laughs> save some of that money, save some of that money. And you know what? Travel the world, man. And that's something, John, that, that I know resonates with you, right? You know, you know, just, 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 you know, go to, go to, you know, go to Carnival in Rio, you know, go to Mardi Gras in Louisiana, you know, uh, go backpacking, you know, through places like Vietnam and all of that. Um, and, and, you know, just see the world and, and meet different people because I think, I know that is an amazing growth avenue. And then the second thing I would, I would do, John, is I would say, listen, become a fanatic at reading, right? You got to read, 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 read things on personal development because pretty much everything that man, so much of what man has done in life is recorded. And, you know, you have an opportunity to learn and, and, and that's going to make you better. So that's what I would say. Cool. And the other one I ask everybody is what keeps you up at night? Ah, um, what keeps me up at night? Uh, you know what, like, like what, what keeps me up at night is, is, is wondering about how, when am I going to find, you know, I, I'm fascinated by, you know, which nugget, right. I'll find to just allow me to interact with people in a more effective way. Right. Cause I find that, you know, th there's a saying that, you know, expect nothing from any, expect nothing from, expect nothing from people, but appreciate every good thing that you get. Right. And, you know, I, I think those of us, you know, people like us that are, you know, thought leaders and, 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 and people that develop people, you know, I, I imagine that enough of us, it can get frustrating when, you know, you know that what you have to impart in this person is going to help them so much. Right. But what it is, is that they, they just don't see it. Right. And, and, and it's just fine figuring out like, you know, which nugget can I get that? Maybe if I had that, I'd be able to kind of, you know, get the message across to the person in a different way and, and maybe see them flourish from what I offer. So, yeah, you know, I, I find that fascinating. Um, and, you know, as much as I know that there are gems out there and, you know, as we all get better, we have the opportunity to influence a larger audience at the same time, you know, I realize that, you know, there'll always be people that, don't want what you have and, and, and that's okay. You know, you can't be concerned about those people. You just got to focus on the people that are taking what you have to offer and, and you can celebrate with them, you know, the differences that are being made in their lives and in the lives of their loved ones and in the lives of people in the world. Right. Because as we all become better, we obviously have an opportunity to, you know, uh, make our immediate environment better, but we also have an opportunity to be better in terms of how we are and, how we give to the world. Mm -hmm. So where can people find more about you? Okay. So um, you can uh, find me at Revman Quest. Uh, that's on uh, uh, um, uh, YouTube. You see some stuff on there. And um, you can also, if you need to email me, you can email me at uh, questfit14 at gmail.com. So yeah. So, you know, for any trainers that are looking at scaling uh, their business, that's something that, uh, you know, we can help them uh, with. 
um yeah cool and for everybody out there listening uh i am going to be posting all the links in the notes to this podcast whether you're listening to spotify or itunes you have access to rohan and his network as well uh any final thoughts uh, well, uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> that, that, that one is an open one instead of a specific question. Yeah. So, you know, just any trainer that's like, you know, willing to looking to scale their business, anyone that's, um, you know, looking at, um, you know, uh, you know, taking what, you know, their knowledge base and maybe trying to figure out how they can, you know, uh, make, uh, you know, another stream or two of different incomes out of it. You know, myself and my team, you know, can help them with that. And uh, I just want to say to the audience that, you know, just know that wherever you're at, you know, you're always okay. You know, if you, if you need uh, help, you know, just reach out, just reach out to people that, you know, you know, people, there, there are always going to be people that love you and are going to be there for you. And, you know, just know that as long as you reach out and you keep, you know, striving to move forward, that you're always going to be okay great message and i have to i have to put in my two cents here because i've known rohan since october november something like that and he's probably one of the most stand-up guys i have ever met in my entire life um it's very hard for me to say that for people to for most people but i know him on a personal level and he actually stands out amongst the entire crowd He's always been there for me when I needed him. And Rohan, I appreciate you for being who you are. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I feel the same for you, man. And we're going we're, we're gonna to take things to a higher level. And, you know, we're going to reach a bigger and bigger audiences, man. And just, you know, make a positive impact for people in this world, man. You know, you know people like us that really care and want to make a difference for people, you know, it's important. And, they, you know, pe people need that, you know, and, and people that are not only going to be able to give them the message, but be there for them, you know, as they, they reach back and say, hey, I need you for this or that. So I appreciate yeah. you as well. Feel the same about you. Thank you. So to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. <laughs>